What's up? This is Nikaila. And I'm Christina. Welcome to Awake and Unfiltered. At the heart of our podcast is a commitment to living life from our highest selves. We believe in the power of authenticity, the magic of vulnerability, and the beauty of embracing every aspect of the human experience. Our journey began with a simple desire to create a space where individuals could explore spirituality without filters, without pretense, just pure, unadulterated truth. And we are so glad you could be here. Hi, sweet one. This is a trigger warning for today's episode. This episode might contain content that could be distressing to some listeners. If you are sensitive to any of the topics, including unaliving, addiction, abuse, or any other trauma-informed topics, please take care while listening. Always reach out to mental health professionals and trusted individuals if needed. Your well-being is so important to us. All right, your story day. <laughs> okay, so today we get to tell your story. I think I want to start by just saying, I, I didn't want to think about this at all. I wanted it to be really just like here now. So I feel like I want to hear, I think we should start this conversation by talking about little Christina can you tell us about her oh my gosh little Christina (laughs) um hmm. well the mem the first thing that comes to me is little Christina was very happy like when she was around three she was like I just see this like bright sunshine around her and just beaming and excited all the time and like playing and jumping around and then one day it just gets all shut down. I'm not quite sure what caused that, but what I do remember about the joyful parts is that I was a very happy child. I feel like I was like this bright light and I just had the, all this energy, but somewhere along the line, it, it I believe through my family, it got shut down mm-hmm. and I was told to contain myself and to act a certain way and not be too loud or laugh um, and just not be in joy. And that to me feels like it set the motion for how I lived a large part of my life to be in a container, to hide my emotions, to hide who I truly am. when I see her though, she's so, she's just so like grinning from ear to ear and like just loves the world and to explore. Mm, I love that. And I know, you know, it's my belief that our healed inner child is our highest self. And so when I think about that little Christina and I see who you're becoming right now, it's just so beautiful because I mean, even from our conversation this morning, just talking about the the new levels of joy you're experiencing, even amidst the the hard parts of this earthly life. It's just so cool to see. So intuitively, I'm feeling called to ask you about 23-year-old Christina. Oh my, 23-year-old Christina. 20-ish. <laughs> That's around when I was, what, like just not too long out of college and- I feel like that's when the real world sunk in. Does that college? 
yeah, yeah. So I went to college. I graduated when I was 21 and 23 was around the time where I actually started getting like real life, like real life, like corporate jobs out of college. I mean, I'd always worked, but that's when I, my career was getting going and a lot of expectations were put around me around finances. Like it, it became more in the open, like helping my family. I mean, I'd always helped them all out before that was just a pattern of my life, but there it was just like sinking in that I have to make something of myself. I have to be successful in the terms of what success meant to the outside world, to society, right? So getting that incredible white collar job, climbing the ladder in corporate, taking care of my mother, being able to be there for my brother and my sister, owning a, a home of some sorts and living that nine to five adult life that's where I started really sinking into work and working like 13 14 15 hours a day how long would you say that pattern continued of just work 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 um up until around I was 38 39 I think when I came to see you (laughs) (laughs) I dove into that pattern I I let it become my identity I realized that I dove into that to hide from all the feelings that I was feeling, the emotions, but I'd lived my life in a container for so long that I didn't have an outlet for it. So a healthy outlet for it, right? So I let it pour out into my work. I hid there. I excelled there because of it. Um, it served me for that matter of time. I It taught me how to survive, Uh and it allowed me to stay alive until I couldn't do it anymore. I'd love to talk about that breaking point of, you know, what what shifted, why you even came to see someone like me, what your thought process was. And like, let's talk about your shift in general. Yeah. Um, when I look back at it now, I had a lot of mini wake up moments um, that I was unconscious of because I... Every job I'd been in that if I stayed too long, I wanted to leave. And I told myself that I would take a break, but then another job would come along immediately with the promise of more money and more success. And I would, out of fear, I took those because they say in in the industries that I was in that if you stay stagnant for too long, then you can't, it's hard to come back. So I took those, but the breaking moment that I had was in 2019, I believe, and I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror in the mornings. I was not sleeping. I was drinking every night um, with friends just to numb myself. And my social anxiety was off the charts. Like just to even go outside to ride the bus to go into work, I would need 40 minutes of extra prep time. And I would probably open and shut the door about like eight to 10 times before I finally could muster up the courage to walk outside. I didn't want to be seen. I thought I was this monster. Um, I couldn't look at, when I looked at myself, I I was like a shell of who I was. I was not proud of who I was at all. And I went into work one day and just one ask put me over the edge and I put in my notice. Uh, I had no backup plan, just a, just a bit of savings and I had no idea what to do. So I didn't even tell my family or anyone that I quit. Um, 
and eventually my lease ran out of my apartment. So then I find that's when I told my mother and I moved back in with her just to figure things out. Coming to see you was actually by accident. I just had no idea what to do. I, I didn't feel like completely lost, but I just didn't know the next step. And I just wanted to see a clairvoyant to tell me what was going on in my life. And I heard about you through an acquaintance of a, a former friend of mine at the time. And um, she just said, you were so amazing. And you did this cool thing where you showed us how many attachments we had. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want to go see. And I came in to see you. And I just remember your, your first words to me is what struck me. You said to me, we're going to get to you in a minute. I'm going to work on you. But when I see you, all I see is the word is family. And I remember just breaking down because I felt so much obligation to them. And after that first session with you, I still didn't have any clue what the heck you were doing. I honestly didn't. All I remember is like knowing I'm walking away with like over 300 attachments to me. And then you were like, so I have a program. Do you want to do it? And I just remember just saying yes. And that embarked upon this journey of inner child work for me. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, from from your story leading up until this moment of, of choosing to look at yourself, it, it almost feels similar to parts of the things I talked about when I shared mine of like kind of living this double life. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the unseen and the unsaid things you were experiencing? Yeah, I absolutely lived a double life. I had so, like on the outside, I looked so fine, right? Like I had everything. I was making really good money. My career was really good. I seemingly had a lot of friends, right? But nobody ever knew me. Mm. Um, nobody ever knew who I was. I don't, I didn't even know who I was. I absolutely loathed myself. I lived in such a world of, I call it my own personal hell now. Like I didn't need to die to experience hell because I was living in it. I was in this vicious cycle of guilt, shame, and abuse within myself. I took everything that was externalized and I turned it internally to myself and abused myself. So if I was like, for instance, mad at you, let's just say, I would take that abuse, I would take that anger towards you that I projected onto you and I would turn it inward because I would feel so guilty for being angry at you that I shouldn't be that way. That for me, even being angry at you meant that I was a bad person. So I would turn that abuse around into myself and say, what a bad person that I was for even having a thought about you or anyone or anything that I should be most grateful. And because I'm not grateful, I'm a horrible human being. And that cycle would continue, right? And it wasn't even just that one cycle, but it was like an inception cycle. Then I feel guilty for even feeling that way, that a normal person wouldn't feel that way. And it would just rabbit hole down. So every day while I'm smiling, while I'm laughing, while I'm drinking, while I'm talking to clients, while I'm seemingly having a decent time or at least looking calm internally, I just did not want to be alive. How did you, how did you break that? Was there, was there a, 
a moment that you said this has to stop or was it this slow like learning of of reprogramming that mindset yeah it I wanted it to just stop because I'm very much a seven on the Enneagram scale I just want shit to be over with right um and feel good but it took a it actually ended up being the latter right so it took a lot of learning it even through working with you those thoughts would still creep up right because it was so feeling it was so new to me um and once in a while I'm not gonna lie it still pops up like I just had a recent thought like maybe a couple months ago where I didn't want to be alive and it just snuck up on me and I had no idea what was happening at first but then it happened and what I realized now is that I was learning those tools on how to cope on how to deal with this when this happens, how to get myself out of it, because it's not the way I truly feel. It's just the way I feel when I feel that I can't bear anymore. I love that you're able to articulate the words and that part of that journey was there a moment that you really didn't feel like you could step away from those thoughts and from that darkness yeah when I was younger um I think I was about 15 and I attempted to unalive myself I ended up going to the hospital um it, it was an interesting time because I actually wrote out letters to like my best friend at the time, my mom, and even my sister. And I forget the last person I wrote the letter to, but there were four letters. And I swallowed a bunch of pills and I just hoped that I wouldn't wake up and I prayed God to forgive me and let me go to heaven. But I woke up in the morning and I didn't go to the hospital because I wanted my life back. I actually went to the hospital because I was throwing up so much. And I remember when my mom met me there, her first words were, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Do you see what you've done? I had to leave work and I'm so embarrassed. And I was just like, oh, why am I here? Um, and then I just played the game from there because I realized like there was no real help. Um, and I was too scared to attempt it again. And I just realized this is an existence that I'll have to live until I'm gone. That was from about 16 until probably within the last year. I'm so glad we can label that an attempt. Yeah. I'm so glad because there's so much purpose for you here on this earth and um obviously it all happened in divine timing in the way that it went what role do you think that your family played leading up to that and also the cycles that were created after that I mean even those words from your mom in that moment that imprints on you right it stays stuck in your psyche for a very long time that's your mother like that's the one person on this earth who should care, right? So how does all that affect your your journey? Yeah, that's a great question. I never really even thought of that. Um, first off, though, I do want to say like, you know, I'm not angry at her for saying that. My mom is very much a person that 
has trouble seeing her love for herself and she's just not capable of giving that to anybody else because when you don't have it for yourself, you can't give, right? Um, But what that, I realized what that solidified, it, I already had this feeling, but what it confirmed for me was that there will never be anyone in your life for you. You cannot, I cannot rely on anyone. I can only rely on myself. So I became extremely hyper-independent. Um, just even saying a feeling to someone had me on like, hit, like on the edge, like I so much anxiety that if I ever told anyone how I truly felt about something or what my real thoughts were, or what I really even wanted, like even just food <laughs> to eat or just to go hang out, what I want, what I wanted to do meant that they, they would not love me or, you know, like accept me. And I realized now that that's what that experience validated for me. How does it feel to use your voice now? You know, it feels many things. It feels empowering in a way that I can stand up for myself because I know what I'm saying is my truth. Um, and that, and the reason why I feel more empowered is because I not attached. I don't feel the attachment to it. I don't feel the hurt from it anymore. I, I understand the hurt from it that I had, that I carried with me for so long, but it doesn't claim me anymore. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It, I don't own it anymore. And I wish I could be like, oh, the past is what's built me into this magnificent human being that I am. But I realize that this is who I've been all along. And parts, more parts of my authentic self are showing up now. And the past is just what I used to cover up who I truly am. Yeah. Well, I find it so interesting. So many parts of your story, the things that were said to you, the things you experienced, the way that you carried yourself, the way that you even hid and avoided are all things that really closed down your heart that like, you know, and it's so interesting as you're stepping into your soul's purpose now all around heart centered leadership and heart centered service. Um, I, I love the way that our souls have this idea of like, I'm going to push this human so hard against everything they're meant to do how would you say that that has shaped you into what you're doing now oh my gosh <laughs> I never realized how much energy I had and how strong I am to live a life of such force and such resistance and just being so closed off but yet not closed off at the time because I I know that even though I couldn't give any of that to myself I gave it away to everybody else. Yeah. Because I thought that by giving it to everybody else, it would eventually come back to me through somebody. Yeah. But what I realized was going through all this is that I am the one that gives it to myself. Yeah. And by giving it to myself, I overflow. And that overflow is what reaches everybody else. Yeah. I live, I live such an opposite life now. Like it is literally 180 degrees up in the opposite end of the spectrum where I used to chase so much and I used to control so much. I mean, don't get me wrong, control, I still have issues with, but um, I am letting go a lot more. Uh, I'm just letting things be 
I'm realizing that everything is working for me, not against me. And I don't have to be the one to control it to make it happen. That I can just set my sights on what I want and visualize an aspect of it. And I just let the how happen all around me. I'm still getting used to that part because um, I've been so used to saying I have to do all these things, but I don't have to do all these things because in rekindling my relationship with you as well. And like, and now we're having this partnership and such cool things we're doing together about living from the heart. I realized that, wow, everything just shows up. And then we can, I can at least react to how, uh, how I want to, to what shows up in my life and in my path. I love it. I love how your story all flows. Like, as you're talking about it, yeah, you shared some really heavy stuff, right? Some we all get to go through these really heavy experiences. Um, but what I love is that your heart shines through all of it. Um, and I love the way that you told it in this like perspective of it, you weren't attached to it. It's not something that happened to you, right? What would you say? Let's just highlight what would you say was the hardest moment so far of your earthly experience? learning to feel. Mm, let's talk about that. Yeah. I had, I come from, and I know a lot of people of any culture and whatnot will relate to this, but especially in the Asian culture, we are taught not to showcase any emotion at all. We at sweep all. everything under the rug. And this is layered of like generations of shame and culture. Right. And we are taught to live for everybody else, but ourselves. Like we are here to serve everyone in our family. And so along with that was just any inkling of emotion was shut down by my family. Like if I, if I was angry or sad, we were taught to be very shameful of that feeling. So as I was going through this, um, this healing journey for myself, Learning to feel was the most uncomfortable, not only uncomfortable, it was painful because so I go through things pretty quickly. So I was actually dealing with like 40 years of like undealt with emotions at one time. It just like I opened Pandora's box and I just ripped the bandaid off and I was, I was crying when I just go in the pantry to get some chips and I have no idea why I'm crying. I'm crying while I'm like driving to the gym and my friend's like, do we need to turn back around and go home? And I'm like, no, I just need to go and walk, you know? Um, but that was the hardest thing, learning to feel anger and hate and shame and guilt was hard. But the hardest one of all was learning to feel that being happy, being excited, being joyful, being hopeful, being optimistic, that was really uncomfortable. It's so interesting. And I feel like we need to have a whole episode on like how easy it is to feel pain versus joy. Yeah. But I have to, I have to bring this up because, okay, so before getting into everything, I was like, ancient history major doing all of these studies and in college and there's this huge generational line in the Asian culture of like the classic the classic Confucianists and the filial piety and the saving face and 
and everything that you're talking about of like first dedication to to family and the the really patriarchal line of like men too and then there's this whole thing like you said the saving face right so you're sitting here talking about 40 years but what you're really doing is you're breaking thousands of years all the way back to pre-confucian times of of breaking these generational cycles like that's moving through your light body and i know that's more of what what's happening now as you're stepping into this breaking open have you ever felt like the weight of that of like you're not just doing this for you but even talking about your mom right mm-hmm. this goes back generations and generations in your own family line too what has that been like for you oh, from a man. cultural standpoint I absolutely felt the burden of that. I, for, you know, it's interesting when we embark upon the types of, when I embarked upon this healing journey, like I was like, I just want to live a life that I, I'm okay living. You know, I just want to find what's wrong with me and like, let it go. And I was, I was going through all this through my path. I realized that I am the generational curse breaker, but I took that to the extreme. I absolutely started following my pattern and I carried the burden and the weight of it. And I was like, I must break this for all my family, past, present, and future. So I was like, I will break this. I will break this. And I went on this like rabbit hole of like, must break, must break, find the root cause, must break. But then, you know, what happened is like, I started to find center again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is a lot. Yeah. This is so much. And I'm going into, I made it work, right? I made healing really work. And um, I made it, I, whatever I was putting into my past life of work of like 18 hours a day, whatever I was putting in back into healing. And I realized it and I was like, no, healing should not be this torturous, like obligatory thing to do. It can be fun. And what I realized now is, I'm in this life. Yes, I've lived the past lives. Yes, I've had that generation. Yes, I've come into a, an ancestral line of this crazy stuff. But it's about what I'm going to do for myself in this life. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. It, but yes, I did feel the weight of it. And I carried the weight of it for quite some time. It's heavy burden to to choose to carry. And now I know that if I simply work on myself, if I simply return to God, if I simply live the best life that I can live, all while not being that a-hole and live from my heart, it will automatically free the chains of anything else I've been tethered to. I mean, that's the whole timeline, you know, like healing is a very 3D and 4D frequency. When you get into 5D, it's about activation. There's no more, I've got to go. Like, this is the conversation me and you have been having for weeks now is like, it's no longer, I have to heal this. It's now I'm activating this within myself and the collective. And so it's very much in line with that, that timeline of ascension. So I think it's really cool that you were able to recognize that. Like, I'm no longer on this deep healing journey. Mm -hmm. I'm now here with what's here and open to love. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I mean- healing like you can look at as healing as like a lifelong perspective like I don't even look at it as healing anymore like my my beliefs are shifting where it's like I can continue to experience those patterns I can continue to experience that hurt if I want it but I don't want that anymore and I can continue to dig inside myself and 
really just be like, what's wrong with you, Christina? Like, let's continue to release and empty and release and empty. But I'm a little over that now. Like, I just know that I don't want to experience that kind of life anymore. What I want to experience is just love, authenticity, truth. And I want a community around me that wants the same things, right? And I'm not saying this to disparage anyone who still feels like they need to go through healing. If you feel like you, that's what you need to go through right now, that's absolutely fine. That is what is meant for you in this time. But for me now, it's like, I'm like, I want to embrace the fun. I want, I want my imaginations becoming more vivid again. I'm starting to go and do more things that I've always wanted to do when I was a little kid that I was never allowed to do. Now I'm giving myself permission to experience all those things. And with that, it's like sparks of more joy and sparks of more happiness. I used to think that happiness and joy were something that you'd have to find within something. So it's like, I must find that one activity that just brings me joy. But I realized that for myself, doing exactly what I'm doing is bringing me joy. Mm. Like I signed up for a watercoloring painting class. Just signing up for that is giving me joy. I don't have to excel at it. I don't have to stick with it if I don't want to, but just giving myself that permission to live, to truly live is giving me joy right now. I love that. So tell us about your work. I know me and you are doing a lot of beautiful things together, but what about you as an individual? How are you, what are your offerings to the world? Yeah, so I I realized that with I have so much experience in business working with you know a bunch of startups working in the corporate world and consulting I want to marry that experience with from a heart centric from a heart led point of view so we live in a world today where we must get to the bottom line make the money you know make everything so successful but we operate in a way from it where it's such force and such data driven and it's so just chasing but what I realized is that when when you lead from the heart, it just falls into place. There's no necessarily strategy or logic that needs to be defined on it. It helps it helps an individual to lead their business from a place of authenticity and a uniqueness that's from their own special powers. So I help entrepreneurs and also light workers, healers lead from their heart. Um, to drive their business, to also know that it's okay to make money, um, to also know that it's okay to have a business that helps you make money. Um, so I offer consulting services in that. And I also offer um, heart clarity sessions um, in which if you feel like you're stagnant or stuck, or you're just like so many thoughts going on, you don't know if it's coming from your mind, your ego, or your heart, and you just need that clarity to move forward. Um, I do offer an hourly session around there. And finally, my biggest passion is actually creating experiences in which we can activate our frequencies and just increase our vibe just by being in a big group of people. So imagine like a like a concert or something and like the events that we're creating where all you have to do is show up, sit and immerse yourself in what's going on and your DNA is already changing, your frequency is already shifting. All you have to do is be you and be there. So any any healer that is ready, any heartlit individual that is ready to throw an event or 
actually, I call it an immersive experience. Um, I can help bring that into reality. Wow. That's so cool. I, I yeah. love it. It's so interesting to see your shift between like this, this corporate, like junkie <laughs> to like this heart centered, beautiful visionary. I love it. I'm so excited for everything you have to offer. And thanks for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It feels really good. It feels really good to get out what, what needed to get out and not be attached to it. Yeah really cool. I love that we're doing this. Thank you, Christina. Me too. Thank you, Nikaila. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can find us on all the socials at Awaken and Filtered, or check out the links below this episode. Until then, be real, be you, live true.